Welcome, flower friends, to the Local Flowers Podcast, where you'll fall in love with local seasonal blooms even more by hearing the stories from flower farmers new and experienced. I'm your host, Rochelle, from Freckled Bloom Flower Farm. Welcome. Welcome back, flower friends. Apologies ahead of time. I definitely owe you guys two weeks worth of updates. Let's just say that week 10 was awful. Uh, Down to the weather, I think there's been like four days in February where we didn't have snow. And it just, it's hard because you're seeing folks already starting to harvest tulips and flowers and you're just sitting there staring out the window at the crappy weather. In addition to that, uh, just things started breaking in a major way. Not to mention, for as long as I've lived on this piece of property, I have never had the deer touch my tulips. Oh no, they totally munched on most of all my tulips. I am hopeful that they just barely got out of the ground, so I'm hoping they just got like the tips of the leaves and no buds, Uh, but this is another reason why I am team specialty daffodil, because they're looking fabulous and nothing's touching them, knock on wood. But just in addition to that, Things just were breaking and breaking in a major way last week. And, you know, historically, I would have leaned on my day job to help kind of cover the losses on this new business that I'm starting, but I don't have that anymore. And so just the crappy weather, everything just falling apart, it felt like just really had me questioning, like, am I in the right place? For the last 20 years, my entire identity has been healthcare administration. I went to school for it. I got my MBA. That was the path I was taking. Now, life happened. I had kids. I was dreading commuting almost four hours every day. And I wanted to have an opportunity to stay home. And as my plant fascination grew, this idea of starting a flower farm and being a farmer florist really grew inside of me. But at the same time, especially last week, I was really questioning, should I go back to the corporate world? It's really easy to, you know, have a steady paycheck. You know, you got to work for it, but it is not as hard as being your own business person, investing in yourself, and doing the hard work to make it be successful. And all I gotta say is, Uh, The weather was crappy and it wasn't helping and I was just in the dumps. But luckily, the sun has come out and I was definitely deficient in vitamin D because I've spent the last three days in the sunshine just working super hard to get some stuff done around the farm and I'm feeling a lot more energized despite feeling completely overwhelmed because it just feels like now it's go time and especially around here you know we also raise Christmas trees and in the Pacific Northwest when we have these dry spring days like our family is going and we're going hard because we got to get the ground prepped. We got to get those trees in the ground before the rains come again. So those trees have the opportunity to get rooted in with a good drink of water before we have absolutely no more rain during the summer. So it's uh, been a whirlwind the last couple weeks. And, you know, a good example of there are going to be those times where things are going to get hard and you're going to question like, should I be doing this? 
but if you can just hold on long enough to get through whatever hurdle you're trying to jump over, that jump over will be what helps you continue to run the race. And you know what? Despite the really crappy stuff that happened in week 10, it is that kind of stuff that makes me really pause and evaluate what I'm doing. It slows me down. It really has me rethink my strategy. So the deer nibbled on my tulips. How am I going to protect the rest of my crops? Because they have found me and I've got to figure this out or I'm going to be really disappointed this upcoming season. Down to even some of the business stuff. When something falls through, it makes you really kind of stop and think, is this what I want to do? Is it worth all of this energy to say provide this certain package. No, it's not. And I'd rather do X, Y, and Z instead. So even though in those moments it's really crappy, it does make us pause and rethink kind of how we move forward. And you know, when the sun finally came out, my customers showed up knocking, sending me messages, like asking me, hey, are your flowers ready? Like everybody came out of their (laughs) sheltered houses because we've all been stuck in them due to the weather and they wanted some sunshine and they wanted beautiful local flowers. And I just love my customers to death. But I had to say, hey guys, remember on Monday, we had a snow day. Remember the kids had a virtual school day? Yeah. (laughs) I can't snap my fingers. I wish I could, but they're not here yet, but they're totally worth the wait. And that's a perfect example. So I have been hearing a lot lately about what you should say, what you shouldn't say, what you should post, what you shouldn't post, that customers want to hear this, customers want to hear that. And I just want to filter through all of that for a second and make a suggestion. You need to do you. If you're telling your story and you are connecting with your customers, it doesn't matter if you're telling them how you're growing your flowers, if you are using trays or if you're using soil blocks, you are creating your story. You are relating to your community and the person across the ocean or in a different part of the United States doesn't understand that. And this is your journey. You have to tell your story. I'm going to give you an example since, you know, I am a potato farmer at heart. Think of the food industry, for example. You have the potato that's grown conventionally. It's at a cheaper price. The family that really just needs to put food on the table is probably going to opt for that potato because it's something that they can afford. Then you have the organic potato. Somebody that's a little more conscientious about how their food is raised might opt for the organic potato. And then there is the customer that's going to support their local farmer and participate in their CSA where they are heavily invested in that farmer's journey and how they're raising that potato. There's three very different ranges of customer there and they all have a market. So if you want to go out and you want to share how you're raising your flowers and down to the soil you're using, the chemicals, the paper sleeves or not paper sleeves, 
that's your story to tell. And I just feel like there's a lot of noise out there about folks kind of saying, you should do this, you should do that. And I'm just going to encourage you, my flyer friends, this is your story to tell. If you want to do it in silly reels or no reels at all, like it is 100% up to you. And I hope that with this podcast, by sharing all these different stories from our fellow flower farmers, that there's something that you can gain from these conversations, whether it's an idea um, that might stir up something else that you've got another idea for. So anyways, I just feel like there's a lot of noise out there and a lot of folks kind of saying you should do this versus you should do that. But it all comes down to um, this is your story to tell and your customers are going to fall in love with you. Thanks for letting me digress for a bit of a moment there. I just have kind of been feeling with some of the content that I've been digesting that I'm being attacked or just felt bad about myself and I don't want to do that here. I want to raise you up and hopefully give you some positivity to feel good about yourself and the journey that you're on. So getting back to what I am actually doing um, on my flower farm. So It's been a week, especially in week 11 of multitasking to the extreme. Um, So I sell my flowers in recycled jars. It's just one way that I can ensure that they're always hydrated because oftentimes folks are out, you know, running around on a Saturday and they stop by the roadside stand. And if they don't have water in their car, the flowers just die. So that has been a choice of mine from the very beginning to use recycled jars to put my flowers in. And so with that, I have to really use this time uh, in the off season to soak off all the labels. And then I have a sticker that I put on them. So I've been doing that. In addition to, I've been trying to sow seeds like crazy. But with this break in the weather, it's also been time to tidy up the farm. And I've been spreading bark dust. It not only looks nice, but it helps just keep our uh, weed seeds down. So unfortunately, we have a ton, I mean a ton, probably billions of dandelion seeds in our Christmas trees. And so they love to come into my flower field and into my landscape. And so the bark dust just helps kind of keep those uh, dandelion seeds at bay. So I did a whole unit of uh, bark dust by a wheelbarrow and I've gotten a lot of bare root roses that have been trying to get planted. I still have a couple more soaking to get into the ground and some more perennials that have been putting in the ground. I've just been a little hesitant to plant anything out quite yet for the fact that um, we did just have snow on Monday and I'm feeling a little uneasy about the weather. But I'm hoping in the next week or so that I can start putting my hardy annuals into the field, which is super exciting. I had these big high hopes to build a sweet pea wall, but it's just not going to happen. I need my husband to help me weld 
some cattle panels and uh, he's super busy and I've been super busy so I'm gonna have to put that on the back burner for now but I did uh, get my sweet peas planted against a cattle panel it's just out in my perennial space and I think it'll still be pretty but it just wasn't exactly what I hoped for but here's a perfect example of we might all have good intentions but sometimes they just don't happen and it's just an opportunity for next year also I'm starting to think ahead to Mother's Day because it's going to be here before I know it and I have been definitely seeing that Facebook has been more of my community members that follow me there and I feel like I really need to uh, double down on developing my email list. So I did a giveaway and I'll continue to promote it clear up until Mother's Day where I've asked folks to number one go to my website because I want them to scroll around and check it out and in order to uh, get a free Mother's Day bouquet delivered to say mother that lives within my community they have to go to my website they have to go to my contact page and they have to fill out the form so that serves multiple purposes like I mentioned they're visiting my website they're checking it out but I'm also collecting their email addresses and I'm ensuring that they're local because I've said you know I'm only delivering to somebody that's within my community so like I said I'm going to continue to promote that just to get some more local folks I really want to start developing an email list of my own and I have my freckled bloom flower club I do a monthly newsletter for them and I will continue to maintain that but I'm also going to be putting like a seasonal newsletter together for the folks that I do collect their email addresses for just to kind of say what's happening on the farm from a seasonal perspective but I also still want to maintain my newsletter for my freckled bloom flower club because I want them to feel like they're getting all the extra stuff what they're paying to be part of my freckled bloom flower club is worth it so lots on the plate um i've really gotta start kicking it up next week on getting a lot of the remaining seeds on my list sown this is the time when things can totally die because i just feel like i can't get to them all and i have major major squirrel brain well flower friends once again sorry Welcome to my brain. It's all over the place. I hope you can find a helpful nugget in this. And I just want to say you're doing awesome. Great job. I know a lot of you guys are managing so much stuff and you're doing it and I'm so proud of you and a lot of you I don't know so please reach out to me because it's really nice to hear that I'm not just talking to myself and there's other friends on the end of the line so have a great week friends and we will talk next week take care this is your weekly fly fun fact from one of your freckle bloom flower kids I got my fun fact from nine facts you may have not known about dandelion did you know you can kill dandelions with hot water just pour boiling water on them you can pour extra strength vinegar that you can buy at a garden center thank you for listening well that wraps up this episode thank you so much for joining in to the conversation and together 
all boats will rise and local flowers will be blooming fabulous in all of our communities. So if you are a fellow flower farmer that want to join in on the conversation, please reach out to us to get you scheduled for a podcast episode. And if you're just listening in and enjoy the podcast, please share with your friends, your family, and everybody you know. We really appreciate it. Thank you.